Welcome to day 25 of Shaped by the Word. Paul Kemp, I'm here with David Keefe and Cindy Kemp. Hey, guys. Mm -hmm. And we are reading through the Gospel of Luke. Uh, We left uh, yesterday. Uh, Jesus had just rebuked the Pharisees. And, of course, the opposition is Jesus is moving toward the city of Jerusalem is growing. And and so are the crowds growing that are hanging on, you know, Jesus' every word. Mm -hmm. So we pick up uh, in chapter 12 today. Uh, Before we do, let's offer ourselves and uh, this moment to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us your word. We thank you that uh, through your spirit you take your word and you build us up in Christ Jesus. We thank you that your word is is so deep that we will never exhaust it, and yet it's so clear and so encouraging that uh, even in our simplest moments we hear you speak to us. So today as we come to you, speak to us through your word. Build us up in Christ Jesus for your glory and for our joy. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the air in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you of whom you should fear. Fear him uh, after your body has, who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you're brought before the synagogue rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourself or what you'll say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that moment what you are to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for himself? This is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storerooms or barns, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. 
They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You have little faith. Do not set your heart on what you'll eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide verses for yourself that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also really challenging section on discipleship. And of course, all of the sections on discipleship in Luke are very challenging. If the initial invitation into discipleship is whoever would come after me must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me, then it is going to be a matter of day by day denying yourself. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is one of the strongest calls to denial, not to worry about your possessions, but actually to give your possessions away and have treasure stored for yourself in heaven. So an interesting section, you know, in, in the Gospel of Luke. What are some of the things that, you know, stand out as you, as you read this? I mean, even right at the start, um, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. Well, what's that? Well, that's hypocrisy. Yeah. And so there's that stark call right at the start that as he's speaking to his mm -hmm. disciples, then and, and also now is that call be on your guard against hypocrisy mm -hmm. and i think when we look at our current culture so often like it's the hypocrisy of christians or, or believers that so seem to belittle or, or take away you know from the christian life and so there is mm -hmm. such damage caused through hypocrisy and, and jesus obviously sees that as well and we are so prone to it mm -hmm. Uh, matter of fact, it's it's kind of startling yeah. how he follows that up. Mm -hmm. uh, he reminds them the reason you need to be careful of that kind of yeast is because y you will be you will be judged. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you've whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be pro proclaimed on the roofs. Mm -hmm. So Jesus in Matthew says, "Be careful of every careless word." This is a here is the motivation for being careful of every careless word, you know, silly things that we've said about other people, mm -hmm. silly claims, you know, that we have made, and, and silly just, you know, just begins to capture them. Some of them are just downright evil and as far from the heart of God as they could possibly be, and that is, in us, the yeast of the Pharisees, people who have been forgiven much then becoming judges, you know, of others. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess the the next se section that speaks to fear, you know, I certainly resonate, but um, with telling not to be afraid of those who kill the body, and you think, well, that's pretty serious, right? <laughs> if someone can kill the body, but, but yet fear the one that can, you know, once the body is dead, you know, continue to judge you or your life will be judged. And um, how many times do we fear those that we see, you know, not even taking into consideration no, our, our that, fears that God are, is, is watching? Yeah, that. our fears are much smaller. We, you know, mm -hmm. we, we react to people that might even insult us. Exactly. And, yes. uh, you know, we, you know, react, you know, to people that uh, uh, you might, you know, might think we're not cool. Mm 
mm-hmm. you know, among all things. And of course, the disciples that Jesus is teaching actually do have to be prepared to give up their bodies for the sake of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'd be a very real fear that they could be thrown into prison and they could be executed, which many of them would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, before you know the story, you know, of Acts, you know, comes to its its conclusion. Mm-hmm. And he said, the real fear we should have is not about what might happen to us in this life, but the real fear we should have is the fear of 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 God. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. fear of you know living our life before Him and of and of being judged by Him. You know, the the judgment we receive as you know as Christians is somewhat you know somewhat benign because we have been forgiven mm-hmm. and there is no punishment you know involved in it. But uh, we will be exposed for our hypocrisy, mm-hmm. and uh, that is, you know, that is, you know, something, something to fear. And that's not always one of the motivations of the Christian life that we talk about. You know, no, so we, often we, we talk don't. about, you know, being motivated through mm-hmm. the gospel, which is absolutely mm-hmm. a motivation of the mm-hmm. Christian life. But mm-hmm. also, you know, fear of God is one of those other motivators that calls us into holiness, calls us into mm-hmm. not being hypocrites, mm-hmm. um, calls us, you know, in, into following Christ more faithfully is, is that fear mm-hmm. of who our God really is, which Luke has obviously done a fantastic job of showing us the authority and the power and and, and, and just how big our God is. So he is to be feared mm-hmm. in, a, in a healthy way. And of course, he wraps it in grace. You know, are not yeah. five sparrows sold for two pennies that not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many, many sparrows. And then, of course, he, he does, you know, come back and, and he talks about fear. You know, don't, I uh, don't, you know, denounce me in front of men. I, I'll denounce you in front, you know, the angels or I'll be ashamed of you in front of the angels. Be bold in your faith and follow me. I care, you know, deeply for you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he, you know, he comes back to this enigmatic statement uh, that everyone who, you know, blasphemes the Son of Man will be forgiven, the person of Jesus, but the work of God through the Holy Spirit yeah. will not be forgiven. And, of course, that is the ultimate rejection of God's grace mm-hmm. to not receive the Spirit's prompting and to not respond to the Spirit's prompting and not to respond to the Spirit's work in your life as He leads you to Christ, not only to be born of Him, but to be uh, continually to be transformed mm-hmm. you know, by Him. And I think it is difficult at times to yield to the Spirit's prompting in your life, but man, how, how much joy and how much freedom and how much kind of just that weight off and of condemnation and of guilt of sin does that bring to know like when you're having a fight with your spouse or or, or just something very practical but to go to them and uh, have you ever done that you've had a we fought once like fought in once, 2006 so yeah. or something <laughs> yeah no but even recently i've had to like just go and confess i'm sorry for for this and just seeing how even because the spirit's prompted me to yeah. ask for forgiveness Mm-hmm. And seeing the restoration that that brings, uh, much more difficult, however, not to respond to the spirit's prompting. Yeah, it's uh, we bring up on ourselves, yeah. you know, needless pain and needless sorrow. Just like you know, we talked about a couple of days ago, cleaning the house and only to find yeah. ourselves enslaved, you know, by even greater weak, you know, wickedness, you know, as we do it. So he uh, tells the parable of the rich young fool. You know, guy comes to him and says, you know, my brother's not treating me fair. I need a little more money. And she said, really, you're asking me about this? Mm-hmm. You know, here's, you know, here's what I would say to you, mm-hmm. you know, about your money. Just watch out. Because life isn't about that. It's not about, you know, possessions. And then he tells, you know, the story about a rich man who said, 
wow, I have a bumper crop. You know what I need? I need bigger store places, and I need a bigger bank account, and I need not a two-car garage. I need a three-car garage, and you know, three thousand square feet. It's just a little small. Maybe you know, just stretch it yeah, out. I've got a kid you know, now. Just a little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just see a, a thousand bigger, square feet yeah. at least. We need a yes. wing to put him in. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have all of these, you know, all of these ideas. He says, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're so caught up in these things, you don't even know the duration of your life." And for this particular man, it's, it's mm-hmm. over now. Mm-hmm. And there are all of your energies, and where did they go? And then again, Luke drives us home time and time again. Verse twenty-one: This is how it'll be for everyone who stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Mm-hmm. And what an incredible uh, invitation! You know, not to be rich in the things of this world, to be rich in the things of God. And if we are rich in the things of God, then we are we are truly we're truly wealthy. It seems to be a, a kind of an ongoing theme right here, just kind of this thread that goes through these is it's really not about this life. I mean, we're to live this life, obviously, um, but but not get so wrapped up in it. This is not the end all. There is eternity after this. So. And I think this is where so many of our people are. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people that seem to almost kind of mirror exactly what Jesus is saying here. Mm-hmm. They're like, I've, I've got all these things. I don't know what to do with them. I, I do do I am I generous towards myself or to the church or you know and so obviously Jesus is telling us well no mm-hmm. seek first my kingdom don't just build your own kingdom right right and so I think mm-hmm. this speaks so much to so many of us mm-hmm. um, that we are called to be rich towards God um, mm-hmm. and the illusion you know that Jesus is warning us about that our life is made up of our stuff mm-hmm. you know the uh, the old bumper sticker you know that you used to see whoever dies with the most toys wins, wins yeah. uh, whoever dies with the most toys <laughs> well i'm not gonna win, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no but yeah. but even even though it, all so of us toys. you know oh all of goodness. us are captured by this yeah. yeah and uh that's why you know that's why seeking first his kingdom is so right. essential and that's why you know giving ourselves you know to uh be shaped by the word mm-hmm. uh to hear his word and to be recalibrated in our hearts and our minds and our motives and in our desires because it is easy to make small things big things and of course when we they do when we do they become uh they become idols mm-hmm. uh, or the reminder in 32 and 33 um sell your possessions and give to the poor provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail and where no thief comes near and no mouth destroys for where your treasure is there is your heart also absolutely it's always yeah and we always say you know we're glad that uh, you know we're not the rich young ruler and Jesus <laughs> didn't look at us and love us and say sell oh, all your possessions but actually he is saying that to us he is. you know here yeah. and it's you know really hard to process you know the, the kind of balance in an affluent society mm-hmm. you know that we should have uh, how many things we accumulate for ourselves and of course uh, the key to that is walking closely with God and letting him convict you and guide you and uh, call your response and, and of course a real test is where where is your heart mm-hmm. you know you, is your heart more in your stuff or is it in the one who graciously gave you all that stuff mm-hmm. father thank you for the good gifts you give us mm-hmm. and forgive us for making gifts bigger than the giver mm-hmm. for making simple things ultimate things and making ultimate things forgotten things 
May you, by your grace, lead us into a generous lifestyle. May we be, as uh, Jesus has invited us to be, to be rich in the things of God. Mm -hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.